So I've got in the studio with me Matt Everard. Hello, Matt. Hello, Stu. How are you? How are you doing? I'm good. Do you want to come a little bit closer to the mic? Okie dokie. Is that working? Yes. Let's, let's hear you. Yeah, that's fine. We can hear you loud and clear. So how are you, sir? Yeah, very good, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Very like good. It's, it's stopped raining finally, so I can... And I'm back from holiday, so I can get the tuk-tuk back out of the garage and get out there. Back on the road. Indeed, yeah. So, for people who don't know uh, already, you've been on the show before. You've met Bob Simpson. I have. And yeah. you wowed us before the world record with uh, the work you'd done on the tuk-tuk. So, what is, what is a tuk-tuk? Uh, a tuk-tuk is a three-wheeled vehicle that's often used in countries like India, Sri Lanka, Thailand as a taxi, a very a small kind of nippy little vehicle that can duck in and out of traffic in very heavily populated countries. Yep. Um, they're low cost, they're cheap to run and they're, uh, I first saw um, tuk-tuks in Thailand when I went on holiday to Bangkok and I kind of fell in love with the the idea of them and the, the fun aspect of them. I do look like good fun to sit on, yes. even as a passenger, <laughs> fly around. Yeah, I mean, it just every time I get on it, it makes me smile, it makes other people smile. It's a really happy thing. And, you know, you yeah. can spend all the money you like on whatever kind of flash car or sports car or whatever, but you're not going to get the smiles for miles <laughs> that you get on a tuk-tuk. <laughs> so, interesting you said spend a lot of money on it. I understand. Oh, oh. Uh, it might, might not have been the cheapest uh, purchase ever, but oh, you pimped yours up a little. Oh, we've got into this already. You're sounding like my wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she sent me a message before. She said, thank, uh, <laughs> yeah, thank you very much. Yes, I, well, yeah, I kind of... We got so, so far in spending money on it, probably about £10,000, and then my wife was kind of questioning how many family holidays that would account for. <laughs> and then when I got the letter back from Guinness saying, yeah, yeah, like you can do this, we've got this world record and you can do it, she kind of gave me permission to spend a bit more. And we're probably, well, I, mean, I know, we're into about 25,000 now, which is yeah. a crazy... Custom car money. <laughs> it is, yeah, it is custom car money. But as I said, it, the thing about it is it is from Thailand. Everything that we have is either imported or um, and brought back to the UK or it's fabricated by our mechanic. He's actually uh, an engineer, a race car yeah. engineer and a hot rod engineer. And um, so he's a... Uh, um, he, he likes to, you know, hide his, uh, his talents. He likes to become, uh, he wants to remain anonymous. So we call him the Billericay Stig because he's, <laughs> he's this kind of mythical unicorn feature that does all this magical work. But yeah. his, his name is never mentioned. Oh, wow. Like <laughs> the Billericay Stig. That's it. So I'd like to say hello to the Billericay Stig. I know he's off um, doing some stuff for drag racing at the moment. He's over in Hockenheim looking after some big top fuel drag racing cars. So oh, that's wow. the kind of stuff that he does. Yeah. And tuk-tuks are actually very simple technology. There's not a lot of electronics and stuff like that. It's not like yeah. modern cars. We have to plug a laptop into them or anything <laughs> like that. So he does, you know, he does all these sorts of things. So while I've just been away for a couple of weeks, he's fabricated a whole load of different bits, all from, you know, absolute, the beginning, a piece of metal crafted into different things. We've just upgraded all the brakes, which is nice because I can really stop on a... <laughs> And if, you know, we did, we got 74.3 miles an hour. I say we because I had to do the world record. It had to be a two-person thing yeah. because a tuk-tuk is um, a taxi. So part of the rules by Guinness was that I had to have a passenger. So my crazy cousin Russell was on the back. 
and um, yeah, <laughs> scariest ride of his life. I know, I know. Well, he, he's um, he loves his hobby is parachute jumping. So he jumps out of planes, and he said to me, "Look, I've done 200 miles an hour downwards towards wow. the earth, yeah. 60, 70, 80 miles an hour on a tuk-tuk isn't gonna be, yeah." And he, we actually went out the night before to the pub, and I was quite sensible. I just drank mineral water all the night. He had. A few vodkas, and actually uh, he had a little bit of a sleep before our, our world record. <laughs> <laughs> Took it casual. Yeah, no, yeah, he was. He was quite laid back for someone that was just about to go <laughs> yeah, nearly 80 miles an hour on a tuk-tuk. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so we have spent, going back to your original point, we have spent a lot of money, but as I said, I just, I couldn't so replace it. I wouldn't, I have no, absolutely no regrets, and every time... I see it. In fact, I've, I said to you earlier on, I've got the front seat. While I've been away, I've had the front seat um, taken apart and reupholstered, and I've actually had like gel put in the seat, so it's a lot more comfortable. Because obviously, yeah. in a bit, we're going to talk about this tuk-tuk journey that we're going to oh, do. Oh, yeah. stamina and speed. We're going yeah. to the next one. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So the other one was all about a quick, um, say, two or three minute run in each direction yeah we had to do it in two directions um so we went up to a runway in yorkshire we we had as much run up as we liked and we, our speed was measured over a, a distance of 100 meters yeah and then we had to do it in two directions to cancel out the direction of if the, if the runway was downhill somewhere if we had the wind behind us and they took the average of the two and they came out with a 74.3 miles an hour yeah actually where this place is they do cars motorbikes and everything and they and they put them all into classes and obviously there was no other tri <laughs> trikes or three-wheelers so yeah. i was there alone in my own class so i was actually not really? only a world record holder but i was the fastest in my class as well because <laughs> there, was, there was no one else in the class we no one else turned up. Tuck, tuck. Exactly. Where so, are they? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so we, yeah, we worked on that. We did really well. And then I suppose, you know, anyone who's, I'm not putting myself in a category of an athlete or a sportsman or anyone like that, but anyone who, <laughs> who has a goal and sits out to do a goal, I suppose afterwards you kind of look around and you think, oh, well, I've, I've done that. I've done now. it now. I've done it now. What am I going to do now? And I'm not someone to sits around and kind of you know i've always got some type of project on the go yeah yeah so we we kind of started talking about the next thing that we're going to do yeah with the tuk-tuk we'll, uh, we'll chat about that in in a minute so uh, so have you ever been to thailand seen other tuk-tuk yeah yeah drivers we, yeah yeah we um so how i i ended up buying it is we went to a friend's wedding it was in Koh Samui, and you have to do a stopover in bangkok we spent um, a couple of days there yeah. i went on tuk-tuk um, rides and I just thought it's just such great fun. Original tuk-tuks with the original engine. How, why they've got that that name a tuk-tuk? It comes from the, na the uh, noise that the engine makes. It's like a tuk tuk tuk. Oh yeah, it's, yeah, a, yeah. it's, it's normally a two, an old-fashioned two-stroke engine. They're very smoky and quite slow and stuff like that. And that's where it yeah. comes from. And you can tell the noise of it. And I've got a video on, on my phone of still our first ride on the on the tuk-tuk. Yeah. Obviously, mine now has more of a kind of rasping, slightly bigger roar engine. of a mean machine than, <laughs> than the than the originals do. So yeah, we went, we went, and when I got back, uh, we'd been out with some friends one night. We'd been out for a meal, I think, and we'd had a few drinks. And my wife went to bed, and I decided oh, I'd crack open another beer. And I'm always on eBay looking at different cars, custom cars, and oh yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. And you know, that's my kind of. I'm not a football man or a rugby man. My thing is. You know, motors, engines, noise, that kind of thing. Petrol head, yeah. Pe complete petrol head, and um, and I just I saw this. Thing.
thing I'd been looking at, at Tuk Tuk's on there and just in the kind of excitement of the moment, I was like, right, I'm having that. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then the next day, obviously, I've got the weirdest conversation in the world to have with my wife about yeah. over breakfast. Uh, well, yeah, last night after after you went to bed, uh, we, we bought a Tuk Tuk. It's started coming in the post. <laughs> yeah, and it was in... <laughs> It wasn't, luckily it wasn't in Thailand, it was in Bolton. So he was the fourth owner and uh -huh. I'm now the fifth owner. It was imported in 1992. Uh -huh. and, and so I'd never seen it. I hadn't driven it. I didn't know what it was about. But <laughs> no. I'd, I'd committed to buying a three weird three-wheeled vehicle <laughs> that was nearly 400 miles away from a guy that I didn't know. And I had no way of getting it back. So I had to borrow a trailer off a friend and another friend said he'd come up with me for the journey. And it kind of, it went all right in the in the test drive but it you know it wasn't going to win any kind of speed competitions and then when yeah. i when i got it back the old engine was really struggling obviously billericay is probably one of the most hilly any direction you go in in billericay there's a hill at some point yeah there's a few a few around yeah and one hill particular jackson's lane i would start off in third gear and then by the time by the time i got to the top <laughs> i'd nearly run out of gears rolling going, back down again yeah it was a bit like that and so i was like right well i've got to do something about this i need to find an engine and kind of that's really where yeah. the whole story started i didn't wake up one day and go oh, i know what i'm going to do i'm going to get a world record and a tuk-tuk it's just you know the story of my life is none of it ended up with a tuk-tuk i ended up and yeah and <laughs> took and, a step and here we are today and i'm sitting here with you on the radio talking about <laughs> <laughs> my love for the three-wheel tuk-tuk maybe there was just it was yours meant to be well know? i think so yeah i think you know other people you know have a kind of a path in life or they find something that they you know, really tap into. And I think I have found my thing. As I said to you earlier on, I've got people obviously on, uh, we're on the radio, you won't be able to see, but I'm wearing a red hoodie today. And, <laughs> and I've just come back from Canada and it's got a Canada maple leaf on the front and on the back in white writing, it says Mr. Tuk Tuk. So, Mr. Tuk Tuk. Yeah, I've just spent two <laughs> weeks walking around Canada in a tuk-tuk that says Mr. Tuk-Tuk and nobody batted an eyelid. So, and I didn't see one tuk-tuk in Canada. Oh. I'm quite disappointed at the amount of... Oh, that's a very poor show. It is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody asked you for an autograph either? Nobody asked me for an autograph. But oh, I tell you what did, what did happen yesterday is I phoned up for some insurance on my, on my other vehicle, which is a VW van, and they said, have yeah. you got any advanced driving skills that, that, because that often gives you a discount and yes, I said I, have. I said yes I have and he said oh really what have you got the advanced driving test I said no I've got a world record for and for doing 74.3 miles an hour he said you're kidding me and I said no go to and the guy went on Google and he said oh my goodness you really have and I said yeah, yeah. I said obviously I'm just joking he said oh no I'm going to tell the underwriter they'll be really interested about that <laughs> didn't put your premium up no, no. He drives too fast, this man. Yeah, yeah. And they asked me all the normal questions like, have you got any points and have you done this and have you done that? And I said, no, no, I actually have quite a boring life. And he said, what? And you've got a world record at well. It's part of it's boring. And, and there's that. And there's that as well, yes, <laughs> indeed. Awesome. So we're going to have a chat. Uh, we'll do a quick advert break. I'll do the traffic and travel and then we'll have a chat about what's coming up next. So okay. now we've got a world record. Yes. There's a new plan in Excellent. action. Phoenix FM. So I've still got in the studio with me Matt Everard, king of the tuk-tuk. <laughs> <laughs> a world record holder uh, has now decided there's a new challenge in town. So what's next for you and the tuk-tuk? Okay, so as I said, after the world record, I was like, what, what am I going to do now? And a local lady um, called 
Shelley contacted me. I knew her through a friend of a friend anyway. And when I did the world record, I had sponsors, stickers on the tuk-tuk. Yeah. And she said, look, um, uh, my son's got a condition called Duchenne muscular dystrophy, which I'd, I'd never heard of. Mm. And could I put some stickers on your tuk-tuk to raise awareness? And I said, yeah, brilliant. I said, let's meet up sometime. Um, in a pub in Billericay, you can give me the stickers, we can have a chat and you can tell me all, all about it. And so we did that and a kind of five, ten minute chat turned into about two or three hours. And we, we talked about um, Fraser and, uh, and about their family and, and about Duchenne muscular dystrophy. Yeah. It's, um, it's a um, muscle wasting condition. It's, uh, it affects one in 3,600 boys. It's uh, normally the, the mother is um, a carrier of the condition, so it yeah. can affect it can affect um, brothers in a family. It doesn't necessarily be, and also it can be that the mother isn't even a carrier. It can just be a one in a so many million chance that uh, you know a boy has the condition. So yeah, I, I learned yeah. lots and lots about it. Um, it's a life-limiting condition. Uh, her son Fraser is six. He's an amazingly funny and brilliant kid. I've been around there this morning because, as I said, we just come back from holiday and we bought him um, so a, a bear and a moose and stuff like that because we've hey. just come back from Canada. Canada. Which, which, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> You've got to do the kind of cliched stuff. And yeah. I think basically I've found someone in Fraser who's on my kind of sense of humour level, which is like a six-year-old. Yeah. So we just we just <laughs> sit there laughing and joking and we have great fun together. Um, but as Fraser gets older, his mum and dad are going to struggle to lift him up the stairs in yeah, the house. Yeah. And obviously as it is a muscle-wasting condition, you know, he's going to get bigger and heavier and he's going to need some specialist equipment, tracked hoists and stuff like that. And their house at the moment doesn't really facilitate him having a bedroom downstairs or even being able to lift be lifted up and down the stairs so what mm. they they had plans for an extension on the back of the house a very modest extension a single story but it enables him to have a washroom and uh, like a wet room and a, and a bedroom downstairs yeah um, Fraser is crazy into dinosaurs absolutely oh yes he showed me his box of dinosaurs it must be two foot by four foot by three <laughs> foot the size of this box he knows all the names of them all the, the latin or you know the oh, well, long yeah. the long the real, names. the real names of them he's showing me very proudly this morning this new one that he's got obviously he's been to the natural history museum and seen all this stuff yeah. and he's got um a sister april so they're fraser and april but they're their um, nicknames are Fraz and Apes. So I, I went around to <laughs> see Fraz and Apes this morning. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Shelley and I got chatting and I said, look, um, you know, let's do something. I'll do anything as long as it involves my tuk-tuk and it's fun and it helps people out locally. That's my criteria. Yeah. And um, I said, actually, our park run, when the when Lake Meadows closed for the fireworks in November, they couldn't run there because of all the fireworks being set up and everything. Mm. So they actually took a bus down to Barry Island and they did the park run down there. And it's, this is all around the programme on telly, Gavin and Stacey. 
about two kind of quirky families where the daughter is from um, Barry Island and the son, a son of another family is from yeah. Billericay. And it hasn't been on the telly for quite a few years and they're doing a Christmas special this year. So James Corden and Ruth Jones have written it. They've recently been filming it. It doesn't actually get filmed. The Billericay part doesn't get filmed in Billericay. It all gets filmed in, in Wales. Oh, no. I know. We did, we, we did try and start a Twitter campaign to yeah. make them come. Bring it back to Billericay. Exactly. I mean, we have, but we have had Brad Pitt in Billerica. He came and filmed a, a film. Did he? Uh, yeah, going back a few years ago. So, <laughs> you know, we're not short of a, a celebrity in, in Billerica. Absolutely. But, um, yeah, they haven't made, the, despite our kind of protestation, as they uh, well, they didn't come and film up there. So we're taking Billerica to Barry Island. Yes, yes. <laughs> in October, on October the 28th, I'm taking my tuk-tuk and also I suppose some of the big news is that my wife, my long-suffering wife, having um, <laughs> having realised that she can't beat them, she's decided to join them and so we've, <laughs> we've actually ordered a brand new tuk-tuk. It's come over from India. Oh, it, wow. It, it's being assembled as we speak in the, at the importers in Manchester. Yeah. Um, it's getting delivered to us on the th uh, like the 1st of September because it's a brand new, to be the new 69. Oh, no, new build. Plate. Yeah, absolutely new, uh, hey. new build, brand new, never, you know, zero miles, shiny. She's having it wrapped bright, sparkly pink. <laughs> and so, you know, I don't, it might be Amazing. another kind of, not a world record, but another kind of accolade that we're the, one of the first like um, married couples in... <laughs> The UK, you have a even hers tuk-tuk, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so I just think that she just thought, I mean, she does call my tuk-tuk my other woman anyway, so she's just, yeah. you know, I can't, you know, I'm always off at a different car show or doing something or other, and I think she just thinks, well, at some point the kids are going to leave home and she's going to be left <laughs> doing nothing, yeah. so she needs to grab this opportunity now. Jump on the tuk-tuk. Yeah, yeah, so we're taking both, <laughs> we're trailering both the tuk-tuks down to Barry Island on Monday the 28th, it's the... Um, half term week so uh, Fraz and H yeah. will be off school for that week and we're doing a crazy tuk-tuk uh, road trip across the country 200 and some 50 odd miles back to Billericay yeah um, we leave Barry Island on the Monday morning and we've arranged that we're going to drive down through into the south of the UK. We stop at Bewley, the Beauty Bewley, uh, which is a natural, uh, sorry, national motoring museum. That's not easy to say. <laughs> uh, but, but for petrol heads, I suppose, like, like kind of Wembley is to football, you know, the yeah. Bewley is the mecca. They've got all the James Bond cars there. They've got all the Mr. Bean. They've got all the top um, top gear cars there as well so we stop there oh, wow. yeah. we stop there and then we do we're having another stopover and then another one of our stopovers is at Brooklands which is the old banked um, old fashioned racetrack where yeah. people like Sterling Moss like you know with the kind of leather cap and the leather oh, open wow. yeah, yeah yeah and so we're doing this whole and then after that we come straight through the middle of London um, through my world record I met the guy who owns the fastest shed in the world believe me there is the Fastest shed? Yes, yeah. A friend of mine, Kevin Nix, he has got the fastest shed in the world. He's got it up to, I think, about 105 miles an hour now, yeah. which is, it's got a crazy 4.2 V8 litre, um, 4.2 litre V8 engine. Whoa. It absolutely purrs. It makes an amazing noise, but obviously the thing 
that he's got against him is the aerodynamics of a building on wheels. Yeah. So it is quite yeah, amazing. Yeah, that's an interesting concept. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Do yeah. you keep much in it? Uh, no, he has. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He has actually got plant pots in the front, like those okay. kind of dancing <laughs> flowers with the sunglasses. Yeah. And um, right. yeah, he's a really good fun guy. He's doing a lot of stuff <laughs> at the moment. There has been talk about him and I also at some point doing a drag race. Oh, I was going to say, that's surely the next I step. mean, uh, yeah, surely. a tuk-tuk versus, the fastest tuk-tuk versus the fastest shed in the world. I mean, that's going to be something. That is a spectacle. Yeah, exactly. And a load of, um, so what we're doing is we're calling a load of petrol heads to come and join us on this journey from Barry Island to Billericay. Whether it be you come and you join us for that, the whole thing, or whether you are on that route and you come and join us for a few miles or whatever, there's going to be at the Wales end, we've got a fleet of people who own American police cars. So we're going to have two tuk-tuks, uh, oh, wow. a shed on wheels, a load of American police cars. Yeah. And we've got the same, there's another group in Essex who've got American police cars. So anyone who's got a weird and wonderful vehicle or a classic car or whatever, come and join us or look out for us. We're going to publish the route. We're finalising the route at the moment. Yeah. We'll publish that come out and see us and also if people can obviously the idea is that we're raising awareness about Duchenne muscular dystrophy and also we're trying to get this um, wet room and, and bedroom built for Fraser yeah sure so we've got um, a website fraserandfriends.com where people can read all about it and see the pictures and uh, everything and also there's a GoFundMe page on there as well um, you know, we need to if we were to have to build the whole thing we're looking at about £85,000 because there's a lot of specialist equipment yeah definitely in there um, but we're trying to get all the community involved as well so we've got um, a company called EAP who are architects they've, they've came on board right from the beginning and they're project managing the whole build and we have other offers from some electricians who have said, right, well, when it gets to the electrical stage, we'll okay. come in and we'll do all that, some decorators, stuff like that. At the moment, we're really looking for a piling company. Uh, although it's such a small extension. Piling. Piling. It's, it's like piling. where it's where they drill big holes in the ground and they fill them full of concrete. And it's like yeah. a, um, a condition of the planning permission because, um, you know, Essex has clay and stuff like that and the ground oh, moves around. Stabilized. And it's like, you know, to do with the, um, the foundations of the building. But it's... It needs specialist equipment, like a massive, you imagine a massive drill that drills into the ground, bangs these metal, yeah. um, hollow metal rods down, and then they get filled up with concrete, and that kind of stabilises the whole building. Yeah. But it's not the kind of thing that people have knocking around in their garden shed. You need a professional piler. We do, yeah. <laughs> I need I need someone who's an expert in piles. And, um, if you have piles, contact what, the show. Yeah, if you, if you have piles, contact the show, <laughs> indeed, yes. <laughs> and... Um, yeah, we need someone that's going to do that, and then after that, you know, chippies and brickies, and you know, I'll be making the tea, which you know, I, I promise <laughs> I'll have a big tray. Mm. And so I suppose people have seen the TV program um, DIY SOS. It's a similar, mm. it's a similar thing to that. We're going to try and raise some money, but also I want it to be a community project. I want through some other projects I've done, friendships were made, people got to know each other, and the whole community got behind different stuff that we'd done in the past and I want this to be the same yeah. thing in the way I want Get to involved. I don't just want my people to put their hand in their pocket and give money either I'd much rather that people did small fundraising events like you know if it was the Rotary or the Round Table or the Bowls Club or whatever that they did a, a quiz night and they actually had fun in doing yeah. a fundraising event rather than just people going oh he's 20 quid for this or, or whatever 
So I'm kind of calling on all sorts of um, different groups to try and help us. Since I've, I did the world record, through one thing and another, the first person, one of the first people to contact me was a friend that, owned, that runs a Cub Scout group. And he said, would you come with the tuk-tuk and talk to my cubs about it? And I said, yeah, okay, I'll do that. And I'm not necessarily a public speaker, but then after that, that mushroomed into other adult groups and stuff like that. And so one of the yeah. things that I do now, I've just brought a projector this week, and I go around to different okay. groups and I do a talk and it's going to be with uh, some slides now of this is how the tuk-tuk looked at the beginning this is what happened with the world record this is this and yeah. so i'm really up also as well for going around meeting different groups whether it be you know church groups charity groups fun kind of clubs whatever contact me i've got a website um tuck tuck hires with an s.co.uk yeah. my number's on there they can contact me i'll quite happily i don't Someone asked me the other day if I charge for it, which I don't. I just enjoy. I take the tuk-tuk along. Get the tuk-tuk out there. I get it out there. If it's on private land, I'll take people around for a drive, and you know, I'm, ha I'm happy just to come along and spread the tuk-tuk joy with everyone. <laughs> yeah. I'm, soon I'm going up to, uh, in the next couple of weeks, I'm going up to Soham in Cambridge. They've got a community tuk-tuk, and what they do is they take people out who would normally not get out as much as they can, older people and stuff like that. They take them to go and do a bit of shopping and stuff yeah. like that. Oh, I'm yeah. taking my tuk-tuk up there, and I want to be an advocate for having a community tuk-tuk in every town or village around the country. What a great idea. I know, imagine every that. Every town should have a tuk-tuk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> growing, it's growing, seriously. You know, yeah. people say that electric cars are the way forward, but I think three-wheelers is where it's going to be in five or ten years' time. Yeah, so much more manoeuvrable. Yeah, exactly. You can park it, pretty much park it anywhere, park it sideways. Yeah. And nobody, you know, everyone smiles and waves. You never get any kind of unhappiness or road rage <laughs> or people are too busy smiling and waving to worry about you know whether you've indicated or who was first at the roundabout <laughs> absolutely so the main goal obviously is to raise money for Fraser's uh, charity and to get to get yeah. the, the room sorted out and yeah. built but obviously of course you want people to get in touch if they're able to offer help to build the room yes and get involved in all that yeah uh, and of course if you've got a car that's uh, a bit funky a bit cool yeah and then, uh, then get involved in the, the road trip as well. Yeah, yeah. As I said, the website, fraserandfriends.com. It's all out there. Have a look. You can do the, the um, GoFundMe page and my other website where you can contact me about if you want to, me to come out and do a talk to your group, tuckedukhires.co.uk. Um, and, yeah, I just really love people to get involved. As I said, it is such a smashing um, boy. I have such great fun, and they're yeah. a brilliant family, and it's just a really, really good local cause. And there's a, a great little video on the, on the fundraising website. There is. Of you and Fraser yeah. uh, racing each other a little bit, are you? <laughs> yeah, he was, he was in his wheelchair. I was in my tutu, and his sister April was on a scooter. And obviously I couldn't win, so I had to slow it down. I had to slow it down a little bit. And after the <laughs> after the second attempt, like Fraser took me to one side and he whispered, Right, okay, we'll do it again, but this time I'll give you a chance. <laughs> <laughs> Which I just thought was fantastic. He'll let you have this one. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Go, go on, Matt, you can do it. Do <laughs> oh, so you got beaten by the yes. wheelchair twice. I, in, yes. How um, about the scooter? Where did that come in? Yeah, the... no, I think April won once, Fraser um, won the second time, and we called it a day <laughs> after that. I was just, I was obviously not just on form that day. It wasn't the tuk-tuk's day. 
So you want the world record there. That's the actual thing. Well, yeah. You know, you know can't, yeah, can't yeah. win them all. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've, you know, I love my world record certificate. That normally goes everywhere I go underneath the seat of the, hey. of the, of the tuk-tuk. Yeah, yeah, some people say that I probably take it to bed with me and that they can they can see the imprint of it of my, <laughs> in my, on my face in the mornings and stuff like that. And... Uh, yeah, it's a it's an amazing thing. I used to watch um, record breakers as a kid with Roy Castle and Norris McGuire. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was just like you know these all these kids doing amazing, amazing things. And um, so it's kind of like, like a weird childhood fascination or dream that's come true now. I'm like a I suppose I'm just saying that I'm a big kid really. <laughs> <laughs> Still six at heart, but that's, that's all good. Indeed. So. Obviously, we'll tweet out the link as well so everyone can go there and find it at Phoenix FM on yep. Twitter or on the Phoenix FM website. But uh, good luck on the 29th of October? 28th. Monday the 28th. Don't go 29th, you'll have missed it. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Well, it takes us four days to get across the country. So <laughs> you can pick us up somewhere between Wales and, and Billerick and give us a wave and a cheer on. And uh, hopefully the weather's going to be kind to us at that time of year. You know, yeah. We're in the middle of the British summer now, would you believe it? So. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, thanks for coming in. Good luck oh. with the road trip. Thank you very much. Just to come in afterwards, let us know how it goes. Of course, always a pleasure to come on Phoenix. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this this song is for you and for Fraser. Okay. You might recognise it from a Ford advert. Oh yeah. Everything.